0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father, from God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, our unchanging God, three in one. Amen. Well, we continue our journey through Mark chapter 6 and our sermon series for July called Meet Jesus, Our Unchanging God. And so many people in Jesus' day assumed that they knew who Jesus was or they were wondering about who Jesus was. And the same is true for us today in our world as well. But the only way to know Jesus is to see what he does and to hear what he has to say about himself in his word. And and that's what Mark chapter 6 is all about. So far we have met Jesus in this series, the one who is more than a carpenter and more than a carpenter's son, as we heard about in the first week of our series. He is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And last week we met Jesus, the greater prophet and the greater king, the one greater than Herod, the one even greater than John the Baptist. And today we will meet Jesus, the one who is Shepherd of his people. Now, if you've missed any of the sermons or would like to go back and hear them again, you can can find them. You can go to our website, you can listen to them on YouTube, or you can even listen to them as a podcast. Now, today's gospel reading presents us with a a very familiar miracle it's Jesus feeding the 5,000. And you may already know this, but this is the only uh, miracle of Jesus' ministry that is recorded in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's obviously important. But before we dive into the miracle itself, I'd like us to, to focus on something else that will help set this miracle in its proper context. I'd like us to focus on Jesus' desire To give his people rest. If you have your Bibles with you, you can open up to Mark chapter 6 and follow along as we begin at verse 30. And that says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told them all they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to to eat. This is actually a reference back to our first week when we before we heard all about Herod and John the Baptist. When Jesus sent out his disciples two by two with the authority to rebuke unclean spirits and to heal the sick. And so the disciples went house to house throughout the whole surrounding area to proclaim the good news about Jesus. And so now what we see here is that they have returned back to Jesus, back from their travels, back from their battles with demons, back from serving the people, and no doubt the disciples would have been worn out and weary, physically, emotionally, and spiritually weary. And so what does Jesus do? Well, he has compassion on them. Come away by yourselves and rest a while. Take some time to recharge, he's telling them. Step away from the burdens you carry. Come with me and have peace. At various times, even Jesus himself needed to be alone. He would take the time, oftentimes, to go off by himself and just converse with his Father in heaven. And and so it's likely in this moment that the disciples weren't the only ones who needed some rest. After all, what did we just hear about Jesus? Jesus had been rejected by his hometown, rejected by his own family members. King Herod had just murdered his cousin, John the Baptist. And and most of all, besides the the sorrow and grief from losing a relative, there was the fact that John the Baptist's death was a road sign pointing forward to Jesus' own death. This happened to me, the sign said, and this will happen to you. And so we see Jesus taking the disciples, crossing the sea, and looking for a quiet spot where they may rest. But it didn't work out that way, not even for Jesus. The crowds saw them leaving the shore, and so they, they ran ahead from all the towns to get there ahead of them. And, and when Jesus and the disciples arrived at what was supposed to be their place of rest, it wasn't so restful. There on the shore were the crowds, thousands of people waiting and, and begging for help and needing care. I wonder what the disciples' reaction was in that moment. Did they, did they step off the boat with a, a collective sigh and say, Well, here we go again. But notice what Jesus does in verse 34. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus has mercy on the crowd. Jesus had mercy on his disciples, and now Jesus had mercy on these people who he saw were physically and emotionally and spiritually weary. Jesus saw that they too needed rest. They were lost and struggling without care or protection. They were shepherdless. And that's why Jesus came to be the shepherd of his people, to care for his people in both body and soul as their shepherd Jesus knew exactly what the crowds needed and he would show them that he alone was going to be the one who would provide for them that day you see the crowds didn't just receive bread they didn't just receive a a full stomach that day Jesus provided them the much-needed rest for them now it's often noted and rightfully so That this feeding of the 5,000 and really this whole passage, it parallels a a well-known and well-loved psalm, Psalm 23. The the psalm that our, our hymn that we just sang is based upon. And this isn't a coincidence. This is Jesus purposefully fulfilling scripture. He was demonstrating quite intentionally who he was, that he was the unchanging Lord and God of his people. Just listen to the psalm and the verses side by side as I read them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Then Jesus commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Jesus began to teach them many things. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They ran there on foot and got ahead of them, and Jesus had compassion on them. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And taking the five loaves and the two fish... Jesus looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus is the Lord and shepherd of Psalm 23. Jesus is the Lord and shepherd of Mark chapter 6. Jesus is the Lord and shepherd of his people, and he alone brings them rest. Rest in both body and body. And soul but how about us today how do we find rest after all we see Jesus perfectly balancing the the various needs three sets of needs in Mark chapter 6 his own needs and and his disciples needs and and the needs of the people in our lives, we attempt to do the same as best we can. We attempt to find that, that balance, balancing our own needs and, and the needs of our families and our, our work needs and our church needs and the needs of our entire lives. And sometimes we may feel that we do a, a pretty good job, but, but other times we know that we don't and we can't. And sometimes we can get overwhelmed. In fact, oftentimes we can feel that the needs and demands of our life in this world are are just too great for us, and we are just too small. And in those moments, we can find ourselves physically and emotionally and spiritually weary. We want nothing more than just a little rest. But how do you find it? Well, the answer is, of course, through Jesus. Jesus is your Lord and your shepherd as well, and he has had compassion on you just as he did the disciples, just as he did the crowds, so much so that that Jesus was willing to go to the greatest lengths in order to secure for you your perfect rest. As your shepherd, Jesus knew that you would never be able to find true and eternal rest because of your sin and the sin in this world which weighs us down. And that's why, as your perfect shepherd, Jesus was willing to travel to another desolate place. Not a desolate place in the wilderness where the crowds were, where he fed them that day, but a desolate place called the skull, Golgotha. And in this desolate place, your shepherd secured for you perfect rest. You see, a a good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep in order to protect them from from wild animals and, and enemies and robbers. And that's what your good shepherd did. Jesus laid down his life for you at the cross. He freed you from from your enemies of sin and death and the devil who would otherwise rob you of your rest. And he rendered them powerless. And then with the authority, as one with the authority to pick back up his life, he did so again, again for you on Easter morning. He trampled sin, death, and the devil. And now he leads you into eternal life with him. Your shepherd, Jesus Christ, assures you that you will find eternal rest as he leads you through this valley of the shadow of death and into the green pastures and the still waters of your resurrected life with him, the life that you know is yet to come. Still, that life is not here yet. And there are days in this world that we know is they are anything but restful. Yes, Jesus is leading us toward that eternal rest that he has secured for us. But, but what about right now? This desolate world can cause people to search for rest in in all sorts of places. They, They can turn to the internet. They can turn to media. They can turn to politics. They can turn to substances. They can even turn inwards on themselves, all in a weary attempt to find some rest. But there is only one person, one place where we find our true Rest, and we know where that is. It's with our good shepherd Jesus Christ, who has secured for us our eternal rest and in this life brings it to us, even now, right here in this place. After all, He didn't make the crowds wait. To find their rest in him. And similarly, he has gathered us here as, again, a crowd into this church. Into the community of believers who are gathering in similar ways, in similar places, all over the world. And he has given us, his church and his flock, some wonderful news. And some wonderful gifts. You see, the sheep need to hear their shepherd's voice. It's how they know they are safe and and heading in the right direction, and so Jesus has given us his word. We hear it proclaimed here on a Sunday morning, and here also your pastor, the under-shepherd, delivers it to you on behalf of the good shepherd. Before Jesus fed the crowds that day, he taught them, and similarly he now teaches You, Not just with facts and figures, but with the very word of life, the living and active word, the word about him. And so you hear your shepherd's voice as he assures you your sins are forgiven. And that he is leading you into eternal life. But that's not all. Sheep also need water, not only to drink, but to give the whole flock uh, life as the water nurtures and and waters the landscape. And so Jesus has given you the waters of eternal life in your baptism. Those waters have cleansed you and washed you clean of all of your sin. But its work is not done there. Your baptism is continually at work within you. Each and every day, daily, drowning your sinful self and raising to life the new person that God has created you to be. And then sheep also need food and and medicine. It strengthens them and preserves their lives. And Jesus has given you his holy supper, communion which since the very early days of the church has been called the medicine of eternal life. Jesus invites you to gather around his table as he sets before you his very body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And so in this meal, as you receive the bread and wine and his body and blood, it nourishes you in both body and soul. You see, in this place, Jesus, your shepherd, is saying to you, come away with me just for a little while and find your rest in me and you will have peace. Jesus was the one, the only one, who could provide for the crowds that day. He was the only one who could feed them and give them true rest. Now, it may not have looked like much to the world around them, just his word and and some some bread, five loaves and some fish. But in that desolate place, Jesus gave them more than they could have ever imagined in a place that otherwise had no life. Jesus, their shepherd, brought them true life and true rest. And similarly in this place and in our lives, Jesus is the only one who can provide for us. And again, it may not look like much to the world around us. His word and some water and and a small wafer and a cup of wine. But in the desolate places of our lives, Jesus gives us more than we could ever imagine. In a place that otherwise has no life, including our own bodies and souls, Jesus, our shepherd, brings true life and true rest. And as he does,
1: and as he did
0: for the crowds that day, our unchanging Lord and shepherd, Jesus Christ, is always pointing our eyes toward the feast that he is preparing for us on the day when he will welcome us into eternal life. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.